You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hurry into the Dodge Big Finish event for great deals all month long on some of America's greatest muscle cars. That's the new holiday greeting in Santa's workshop, and it's not the only big change this year. Santa's got a shredded six-pack, and the vending machine is filled with protein bars and muscle nog. He's even upgrading his ride to a snow-burning muscle sleigh, like the Dodge Charger, America's only four-door muscle car with all-wheel drive. But it has to be functional like the Durango, the most technologically advanced, fuel-efficient, and powerful V8 in its class. And loaded with horsepower, like the Challenger's most affordable V8 in its class, Santa wants his sleigh to really fly. So it's goodbye, jolly fat man. Hello, jolly fast man. Ho, ho, go! Sorry, reindeer. Hurry in for great deals at the Dodge Big Finish event. Based on 2019 Ward's Mid-Export Utility Vehicle segment, available VA. Based on Ward's Middle Specialty segment, Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome to Castrol CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre. We got Bill Goldberg on the phone. Castro CarCast is brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin, high-temperature coating that reduces radiant heat by up to 90%. You can learn more at Zycoat.com at Z-Y-C-O-A-T, Zycoat.com. Put Zybar on, take heat off, and of course, Continental Belts. Visit OETechnologySeries.com to learn more about those guys. And brought to you by Dodge. Hurry in to find great deals at the Dodge Big Finish Sales event. All right, there we go. Now let's get started. Bill, how's it going, buddy? Where do we begin? <laughs> There's lots of things going on. We're going to check in with uh, with Marcus Angel at some point during the show, and he's going to give us an update on the Lawman Mustang. And uh, uh, well, here's my first question. My first question is, what are you doing with all that money, burning a hole in your pocket from selling your Alpha? <laughs> right? It's not as it's not as much money. It's not that deep of a hole as you think it is. Um, uh, the Alpha sold. You know, we we told you guys it sold on Bring a Trailer. Uh, it did well. Spoke to a nice guy that uh, in uh, in Texas uh, bought it. Um, got it all cleaned up. My gift to him. Got it all detailed and cleaned up, and uh, loaded it up on the truck and off it went. And now I've got an extra parking space at my place. So uh, yeah, how much can I rent it? How much can I rent it for? Well, in L.A. It goes for a premium for sure. <laughs> I don't know what they go for, but uh, they're 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 pretty pricey out here in this neck of the woods. Unfortunately, I don't have anything but a motorcycle that can fit in the spot that you put your cars in because every vehicle I have, uh, I, don't, I don't think one. Oh, my Porsche would fit. Yeah, your Porsche would fit. Cobra. I, uh, the Cobra would fit. I put a Challenger in there once, but not when other people were parked <laughs> next to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I put it in there once. Yeah, once. And oh, by the way, there was nobody parked next. Yeah, you can't yeah. have. There's there's like three spots out front uh, of my place, and I have two of them. But if somebody parks in the third spot, you can't really get into the other spot. So there's there's that little <laughs> conundrum. Um, I don't know. So we're talking to uh, we're talking to Sue to some guys about uh, about some project cars. Um, and I kept wanting to be like, Hey, let's, let's do a deal and then we'll make a big reveal and we'll announce the project car. And of course I, I posted up on social media and I said, the alpha is gone. Uh, what should, uh, the next project car be? And of course, every smart Alec out there is like, why don't you finish the Mustangs that you got? Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's, that's a given. <laughs> of course, uh, we're yes, gonna... but I, I need something else to divert my attention from those other projects that are still incomplete, uh, incomplete. Right. So that one's taken too long and, uh, uh, and kind of waiting for parts. So our guy, Sean in the shop, he's great, but he's super busy. And he's got to machine some stuff for me, and I've literally been just waiting for like a couple of months. Did, you say, to have... did you say Sean the sheep? <laughs> Sean the sheep, yeah. Sean, he's uh, busy in the shop. 
Uh, oh, and he's God. supposed to machine some parts for me. Wow. It's a mouthful. Well, um, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, so so that's kind of what what's going on with that. And you're right. So the next project should be something along the lines of a new car that we make it simpler, like do some bolt-on part stuff. So I have I have two projects in mind. Uh not a very big surprise. One is I do want to do a Mustang bullet. I want to do a a, a new Mustang bullet. I think that car with you know what's really sold me on this and I think you're going to agree with me on this one, Bill, is our conversation with John Urist from Helion Turbo. I like what that guy is doing so much that that's what motivated me. I called up Ford and I said, I want to do a twin turbo bullet. (laughs) And they're like, all right, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved to have been on the phone for that response. Uh, yeah, they're like, that sounds great, buddy. Go have at it. And I was like, all right. Well, and? I was like, yeah, what can we do together? So um, I've been going back and forth with some proposals with them and some pitches with them, and everybody kind of likes the idea, and I met with some people, and I'm just kind of waiting for some some big boss man over at Ford, whom I've never met, uh, to to kind of sign off on this thing to see if we can move forward with it. But that's kind of the idea. I'd like to do... A bullet, uh, you know, pumped up a little bit. A little bullet on, on, I'd say steroids, but I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But uh, a bullet that hits the gym. Um, and, uh, you know, my oh, buddy, good. you know, Brad Fanshot, Bond Speed Wheels. I want to have him make me some set of wheels for it. The, the current bullet looks good, but, you know, has the black rims with the with the red calipers. Cool, not very vintage bullet e. So I think we're going to custom make a set of like billet wheels and maybe go to um, I, what I would love. I don't know if it's possible, but I was chatting a little bit bit with our buddy at Brembo, and I was like, "Is it possible to do carbon ceramic brakes on a new Mustang?" And he's like, anything's possible. And I was like, that sounds expensive. That sounds like an expensive answer. <laughs> and he's like, Brembo's are not inexpensive. And I said, that also sounds like an inexpensive answer. But I, it would be fantastic to to do something like that just because I don't know that it's really been done or maybe it's been done once or twice on a SEMA car. I, I can't say. But so anyway, I'd like to do a Mustang Bullet. Um and and you know make it 700 horsepower or something along the lines of that but the other project that i know i'm going to get shit on is is i want to do something a little more utilitarian in that a while back i drove the new honda ridgeline it's sort of it's the little four door pickup truck that honda has and i liked it because in in this town, in L.A., our roads are so shitty that I drove, like, the Colorado and a Tacoma, and I drove the Ridgeline, and I thought the Ridgeline was a little bit better overall. It was more comfortable. It was a smoother ride. It's a little pickup truck with an independent rear suspension, and because of that, it's it's limited on its hauling capacity and its towing capacity. I think it tows five thousand, or maybe some of the other cars, the other trucks tow sixty five hundred or seven thousand or something like that. But that's fine for me. Like five thousand is enough that I can move one of these project cars on a trailer from one shop to the other. I'm not going to drive across the country with it. I'm not even going to drive out of state. Um, and I can move gear in the back. And uh, I always thought that. Um, a Honda Ridgeline done up in sort of a Honda Type R kind of motif would be interesting. And uh, I wanted to maybe take one of those, um, you know, do the typical stuff, maybe custom set of wheels and some bigger brakes. Um, But I want to supercharge it or turbocharge it. It really depends on if there's something already out there, if there's an existing power adder kit out there, um, I haven't found it yet. But if somebody's developing it or is is wants to develop it, um, let me know. It sounds interesting. Uh, if I'm going to build it myself here or reach out to some people like Gail Banks, like I haven't talked to him, but maybe Gail Banks, he's, a, he's the turbo guy. Maybe I can go to those guys and say, let's. Let's see if we can build a turbo kit for it. Um, but if we build something on our own, I think turbo is the way to go for that. 
as well. I've got a couple supercharged cars. I think I need a couple turbo cars, right? I've got the M3 and I've got the Mustang that's being built, both superchargers, um, a couple turbo cars. Um, it's such an, such an appealing project for a manufacturer. It's a beautiful-looking vehicle. <laughs> Excuse me. Did I, did I do that out loud? Yeah. I'm sorry. So that's kind of the thing. It's well, kind of I like... I mean, you know, come on. Really? It's, it's... Honda Ridgeline? Yeah, Honda Ridgeline. I kind of like that people don't like it, and I kind of like that it's it's cooler when you drive it than you think it is. It's 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 nice. And... Uh, did you ever drive an El Camino? <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, in high school. I didn't own one. I drove a friend's El Camino in high school. Every time you say it, I think of the movie Joe Dirt. And yeah, I think you know, of, hey, it has its redeeming qualities. And I think of its value now. I think of Brad Fanshawe because Brad's got like a, a super tricked El Camino. He's super into El Caminos in the day. And uh, Sammy Hagar has an El Camino as well. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. says. I don't know what that says about the El Camino. Or I don't know what it says about those guys. But uh, And then? Uh, but it's an interesting project, and nobody's doing them. Uh, you know, maybe because they don't like them, or maybe because they think the truck is ugly. But, um, uh, yeah, I guess I just wanted to think of something that was a little different. So we'll we'll see if we get to that or not. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, right. There's I love not, you, by the way. There, there's not a lot of those there. It's kind of funky, cool. It's like if you think about it. When the Nissan GTR came out, and we're like, "Oh, we all love this thing. We love it because of what it represents." It was, you know, it it was it was it was a Japanese supercar. <laughs> Nissan GTR. It's not a Honda Ridgeline. No, no, I get it. I get it. You I get can't. it. Yeah, yeah, it, you can't make that an hour. But you can't tell me that you saw that car and you're like, "That thing looks cool. That is the best looking car out there." No, it, it's not ugly, chance, but, but it's it, ugly it, cool. It's not you know, it's it's a it's appealing. It has at least some aesthetics. It's a big car. It has its advantages. It's faster than shit. That's why we and love it. you got the Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to do a Ridgeline <laughs> Type R or something. I, you know, we like the GTR because it's you're like, it's all-wheel drive and so fast and launch control and all kinds of cool shit. You know, like, yeah, well, what if we had a 500-horsepower Ridgeline? Oh my God! Please build, please build it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just so people will be like, "Why did you do that? What were you trying to do? What were you thinking? Why are you wasting your money on that?" I don't know because it, it, it's, it's, it, it's under the category of why not? That's right. Because why not? Can. Look, I'm not going to pull up to any car event in the world ever, and someone's going to go, "Your Ridgeline looks like mine. You did the same thing as I did." I'm like, no. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> that you can you can classify in the cat that in the category of well I'm not stupid enough to <laughs> maybe I I don't know yeah, well, okay. hey man to right. his own All hey, right. hey hey I can't wait to see it uh, at least it'll be light um, aerodynamic uh, you can put it in a parking space you could probably put a smart car in. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. It's a tiny little vehicle. It is. It is. It is small. Well, it's small compared to the stuff that you drive. But. Well, it's small compared to normal trucks also. But yeah, anyway, but I, don't think I, can't it's wait, smaller. I can't wait to see it. Get the, get the Hellion guys to, to uh, get the thing going. Yeah, that's a good idea as well. Those guys as well. Uh, they could probably, they'd probably laugh when I go, hey, can we make a 500 horsepower Ridgeline? They're like, you know, your stock bullet makes 480. <laughs> before the turbo. So like, yeah, I know. We got a ways to go. We got a ways to go. Um, well, people got to do what they got to do to get seen in LA. So now I, you know, I'm a listed yeah. Honda Ridgeline with some big HREs on it and mid-O tires. And That's what I was Italian thinking. Supercharger or, or turbos. and Yeah, man, you're going to be rocking it. What color <laughs> are you going to paint uh, I, I, I'm not sure yet. I like the black version, but, but, you know, the type R's that they have out there are like white with some black trim and the red, like the red pinstripe on the lower body kit and like the red mirrors give it sort of a, a racier look. Um, uh, so maybe something along the line to that, although that's been thought of already, but, uh, Honda just, um, uh, released, um, pictures of, there are two new Pikes Peak cars, uh, the the Pikes Peak NSX, and then uh, I forgot what the other one is. Maybe it's like a 
an Acura. Maybe it's like a TLX or something like that. And they look kind of badass. So I don't know. Maybe pull some influence from that as well. Um, I kind of like some of the racier elements. Like if you think of the side exhaust or the race cars that have sort of the through the body or through the rocker exhaust. You're going like the all the way. Plate. Why don't you yeah. get the Ring Brothers to jump on that? I know, right? Who can afford those guys? Not me. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So before we move forward, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit more about Continental Belts. When you're under the hood, ever noticed how often you see Continental Belts? Well, there's a reason for that. Continental is one of the world's largest original equipment suppliers for the automotive industry. Automakers around the world insist on Continental for original equipment belts. The U.S. Big Three, BMW, VW, over 30% of all new vehicles sold in North America. You know what that says? It says Continental knows OE because they are OE. Continental's OE Technology Series Multi-V belts for the automotive aftermarket are precision-engineered for perfect fit, form, and function with a true OE pedigree. They're the belts engines already know, so you can confidently spec Continental's Multi-V belts. There's one for 98% of the vehicles on the road today. Man, they got the whole thing covered. You may not know it, but Continental is also a leader in automotive technology, such as electronic components for things like autonomous driving and accident-free zones. That focus on innovation is in every product they make, including OE Technology Series aftermarket belts. So visit OETechnologySeries.com. All right. Uh, Let's see. Last week, we checked in with you and... You had a red eye on order you're waiting for. You had a Range Rover on order you're waiting for. What are you doing? Just Ubering around town? <laughs> waiting? Ubering around town. Yeah, exactly. Wait, um, actually, waiting? <laughs> you know what, man? Uh, the boys, the tramp, transport boys uh, from Georgia picked up that Range Rover and uh, dropped that puppy right down the street last Thursday. Okay. And, um, I got to tell you, man, uh, as an eBay purchase, um, I, I, I couldn't be more happy with, wow. with what we got. You know, Wanda is ecstatic. We, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to surprise her, but you know, um, as I try to, uh, control these situations, I always end up screwing up. <laughs> so Gage gets let out of school an hour early on Thursdays. And so, uh, I had the, the driver follow me in the car we were going to put it in the garage at the house and I pull up to the house and unbeknownst to me, he had been let out an hour early and they were right there. So, <laughs> yeah. Wonderful surprise. But you know, uh, it, I wasn't going to be able to keep it until Christmas anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we gave the Cadillac back two months ago, so she's been driving her, her truck the whole time. And, as nice as that thing is, I, I wanted to see her reaction with the Range Rover. And hey, great advice from Alistair and uh, the guys um, in Alabama. Let me check out where what they uh, what the name of their place is because I got to tell you, it's uh, exclusive auto wholesalers. Getting Randy over there. Um, we we've talked about purchases automobile purchases on ebay before and online before mm-hmm. you know unseen mm-hmm. and i've done a number of them probably four or five throughout the years and i you know i got i got kind of boned on one of them be always you're always worried obviously when you're talking about any kind of vehicle uh, uh but when you're talking you know close to 100 grand you're shelling out um, you're you're pretty nervous about it, but I got to tell you, these guys took great care of us, and th- this vehicle's beautiful. She loves it, nice. absolutely loves it. Wow! And then the red eye, you know, yeah. the red eye, uh, you know, you got to keep Santa Claus happy. So Kevin Holman and I, unfortunately, he had a a death in the family, and uh, it 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 obviously slowed the information getting to me about my vehicle, which is more than understandable because at the end of the day, family is more important than any hunk of metal. But, uh, you know, between he and Trussell over there, those, those guys, uh, are doing whatever they can to get Santa Claus, his red eye before Christmas <laughs> so that they can actually have a Christmas. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Hey, uh, 
I, hopefully I get it. Um, I, if I have to drive to the rail station and pick it up, I will do that. But, uh, you know, I'm crossing my fingers. I, I, I try not to be optimistic. But uh, we'll see. Never yeah. Know. That's good. Well, it sounds As long like... as I know that it's on the rail headed this way for the past six or seven days, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And now the other project that you talked about, we talked about turbos, uh, the other, uh, the, the Hellcat project. What? Yeah, I need to check up on that one. I got to call those guys, Wesley Motorsports over there and call Conrad and see what's up. I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I went out to, uh, and took Gage to the football game in Jacksonville over the weekend. And uh, with it being the holidays, man, I got we're we're juggling so many different things. You know that, so yeah. Um, I need to I need to check up on that, and then you talk about Marcus, who we'll have on the phone here in a minute about the lawman. So this will be my checkup on the lawman. So it's uh, there's not enough time in the day, man. I'm I'm prepping my garage right now. I'm trying to manipulate everything to where I have an actual space if this uh, if my sleigh does arrive before Christmas. So yeah. Fantastic. Speaking of sleigh, I keep seeing the uh, the uh, the Santa's uh, uh, the sleigh from the commercial keep popping up at at events, and now it's sitting over. I think it's sitting in, uh, in in a showroom or somewhere. It's like maybe it's at like FCA headquarters or something like that. I'm not sure who posted. It. I want to say Ralph Gilles posted it recently, and he it's it's yeah. It's Ralph the- did. A couple other guys did, and it was funny because I, I saw myself in the pictures. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that I can be two places at once, but then, then a side view, and it was a cardboard cutout of myself. So, um, <laughs> you know, next time, guys, I'm more than willing to fly up there, although it is a crappy time of year to be traveling there. But, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be a lot more fun in person, but then right. they'd have to feed me. Well, look, or give you the red eye while you're up there. <laughs> well, or listen to me talk about the red eye charger that I think is hopefully coming around the bend that I got to put my name on the list. Speaking yeah. of which, Remind me, we got to talk to uh, to Alistair and and uh, find a conduit to getting on the list for that. Uh, what what did they rename it? The Mission Ease turned into the Taycan. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, first year sold out of those already. Twenty thousand on the list. So yeah, we need to get an in. So anybody out there with Porsche, give me a call. Yeah. Now, have you seen the Audi version? The Audi e-tron. No, I, GT. I know we're about to talk about it, but it's on the same platform, yeah. and, and I, I can't wait to see it. No, I have not. It's good Tell looking. Me about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty sharp. Uh, let's it's good looking. Well, hopefully we can get to that. Um, why don't we do this, Chris? Why don't you try to get Marcus on the phone, and I will tell you guys about Zybar. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating for manifolds, headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. It's got a thickness of 0.001 inch. It reduces radiant heat by 90%. This is the first DIY thermal coating of its kind. You can apply Zybar by yourself. There's a video and written step-by-step instructions at Zycoat.com. You should check it out. There's three awesome colors. They have bronze, midnight black, and cast silver. You can go to Zycoat.com and other auto parts locations such as AutoZone to pick it up. And right now, CarCast listeners get 15% off plus free shipping on online orders. Just enter the promo code CarCast when you buy at Zycoat.com. So, Go to Zycoat.com, Z-Y-C-O-A-T. Go to Zycoat.com. Use the promo code CARCAST, and you'll get 15% off plus free shipping on all orders. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. All right. So we've got uh, – got, all right. Hold on one second. Here we go. Hello, Marcus. Hey. All right. We got hey, Marcus on the phone. We got Bill on the phone. Did it all by myself, so everyone was bitching about me pushing button, pushing buttons on the phone system. <laughs> all you got to do is press number four and number five, right? Yeah. Well, this time it was three and four. See, it's three and four. Let me tell you why I have a producer that tells me how to do this. Because that's his job. He's good producing. He tells me how to do it. I don't sit so here often. If you got often. a problem with it out there in listening <laughs> land, then you can kiss both and all of our asses. Because at the end of the day, number one. Uh, we have the best in place to do their own specific job. Yeah. So there you have it. 
How many times and these that's guys? That's why Marcus has got the llama. By the way, Corolla's been on the air for what yeah. ten years. How many times have you told him what buttons to push? He would not know how to do. He it. He still wouldn't know, right? Because because yeah. he's got thing. you to do it for yeah. him. All right, thank you. <laughs> you all right, uh, all right. That's our rant about phone systems, Marcus. Man, thanks for calling in. I know you're you're out and about. I think you're out on the on the East Coast, which sounds a little bit like you're not working on Bill's car. But we, we who's watching know. the car? Yeah, who's what's, watching what's, the law, man? I hope you got some 150 pound Rottweiler <laughs> circling it with the. Uh, yeah, with a video we got camera. cameras on it. We're we're good. We got it all covered. So I I, all, uh, I wanted to get you on the phone, Marcus, because you posted a picture up on Instagram, and it said, yep. "Hey, here's the lawman," and it was just a shell of a body on a rotisserie. And I was like, "Whoa, pump the brakes here!" I didn't know you Did were going to do my comment. I I didn't see it yet. I think I got on there early, but uh, Marcus, uh, the throw up <laughs> comment. The on the, the lawman picture. Yeah, I, I thought it was like a, a, it was a, a, it was it was an emoji of a of a person vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's all it's all in a good cause, though, right? Because uh, I oh, mean, people look at these pictures, but if you look up close, I mean, it it needs that, and it, it is the only way to do this, right? We got to go. Oh yeah, man! I'm just making a mountain out of a molehill. A mountain, making a yeah. mountain out of a molehill, uh, you know, the reality is you, 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 if you're going to do something, you're doing it right. And that's why you had the car, and it didn't surprise me one bit. I knew it was going to happen. It's just, uh, it's shocking when you see it. Uh, that's all. Yeah. It's like your baby being, yeah. taken, all the clothes taken off of it, you know? So I had a question for you guys. Um, when you started the project, did you... Did you plan on bringing it all the way down to the unibody? Was it was it supposed to be a, rotos, a rotisserie restoration, or did you start digging into it and find out you needed to go further than it, than you thought? My side, it was both. Well, I think it grew. It grew to the nut and bolt. It, this is a this is a a team effort here, you know. And I think we put two heads together, and he's got. You know, a lot of great information in his, and I've just got opinions probably in mine. So um, it's just the right thing to do on my side, but Marcus can give you his feel. Yeah, and I, I think the thing that, you know, uh, people might not realize, I mean, the car, you know, it went through a lot of winters. I mean, the underside, it, you know, at some point somebody sprayed undercoating all over that to hide a lot of stuff that was under there. Um I mean, there's so much work that we have to do on the drivetrain to bring it back up to to snuff that, uh, yeah, I mean, the body, there's a lot of stuff that has to be done on there, and this is the way to do it. I mean, we want a no-excuses, no-bullshit car when it's done. Anybody that looks at it is like, wow, this every single detail on here has been covered. So the only way to do that is to put it on the rotisserie like we have, Um so I did a couple things. I worked on, you know, I always try to update everything on the website. So I have that lawmanmustang.com website. Uh, there's the blog on there. So I put a lot of new posts under the blog. So if you have a laptop or something in front of you, you can kind of see what that is, or people that are listening could go on it and check it out later. Um, Beautiful job, by the way. Some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks. So... Um, you want me to go? I could go over some of that stuff. We could talk about that and give you an idea of where things are headed, right? Yeah, let's do it. What's and and okay. give us kind of what's the schedule on it? Because I know a lot of schedule is sort of undetermined. Because you're like, we've got to do a lot of research. We got to get into the car. We got to see how bad it is or how good it is, and and constantly just trying to to find documentation and write pictures and make sure it's put back to its original. Uh, you know, to to the way it was back in the day when they built it, as opposed to maybe several versions later, it's been bought and sold, or people have worked on it and it sort of took their own liberties with it. So, um, yeah. now that a lot of the research is is done, and I don't know if it's complete, but I don't know if it ever will be. But uh, never, you know, what? Uh, how do you feel about it? What's going on? What are some of the steps you got ahead of you? Well, I mean, I'll just give you an example on the research part of it, right? There's uh, There's been a lawman kind of page or two set up by this guy, Wolfgang, in Germany. Uh, I met him several years ago, so I reached out to him 
overnight and we talked about, you know, some of the photos that he has on there. He had the, the privilege of interviewing Al years ago and he has that on there. So I got some pictures I added to the photo section overnight, uh, some nice color photos that I wanted on there. But, you know, this is the kind of thing that you just keep networking, right? You keep turning over one thing, it leads to another thing. And we talked about, you know, Al had this affinity towards the car culture in Europe. He did a lot of drag racing stuff in the UK and in Sweden. And, you know, it's just one thing keeps leading to another. We add that to our database of knowledge as we're going through the car, right? And it helps us as we go along. I mean, every little bit of information, it just helps us, you know, keep moving forward. And then we have a nice, something nice that's documented in the end. I mean, that's my, my goal. And uh, Throughout this process, yeah. has anybody been able to provide or have you been able to uncover a photo of the lawman in front of his castle in London? I haven't done that. I haven't been able to yet. Um, you know, so there's, I'm not a hundred percent sure that the car was over there or not. So that's, yeah, that's something that no, no. I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. You know, and, um, it'd be cool if we had that, right. I, I have, um, you know, some people, there's a writer that I'm talking to in the UK that did a lot of stuff back then. So I've asked that, but, my gut feeling is that the car came back to Ford and then was sold when they were done. He kept that other lawman, the, the Cobra Jet one, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a year or two for himself that's still around. But, um, yeah, I mean, one of the, you know, I, just a quick side note, one of the interesting things that I just noticed a couple weeks ago, if you look at the pictures of the lawman door, the way that Bill has had the car, you know, they had to put that back on there. And it's kind of a red, white, and blue logo. They put it on upside down compared to the pictures of the original car. So it's red, white, blue from top to bottom. When they did the car over, they did blue, white, red. Oh, that's um, interesting. And I'll, be, I'll, I'll show photos of that at some point on the site there, too. I've seen that. Yeah, I, I saw, I've seen that throughout the years. I've seen that photo. And I, yeah. I was just about to ask you what was the most interesting thing you've uncovered as of late about that car. But, um, yeah, graphic-wise, well, that, I would, that was I, would a, say the I most, wonder why yeah, that was done. Yeah, yeah. That, I would say one of the most interesting things is if you look at the photos that I've added on how the, the rear wheel flares, you know, the fenders back there, how that was done and how different it is from one side to the other, um, you know, they put this car together in a hurry, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, and they had to get it done. Remember that first car was destroyed. They wanted to get this one back out there. And you could see that there's two different people working. It's definitely <laughs> simultaneously two different people. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. People ought to go on that site for, for, you know, a million reasons, but if for no other reason than to look at how that flare was done on that one side. I, I haven't seen the other picture of the other side, but that, that was, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah the driver's side, has got a lot of pie cuts and stuff in it. And the other one looks like it was a little bit more finished. looks like they started with that process, but they kind of finished it along before, you know, started, I don't know, filling it or welding it or something. Um, yeah. So pretty, pretty interesting. Again, the, the website is lawmanmustang.com. So if you go to lawman Mustang. You can follow the process. You can see the photos. You can read the blogs. But also, if you know some information about this car or have photos or heard a story, there's a contact page up there. And uh, give Marcus, uh, shoot him an email, let him know what's going on. Um, Anyway, Marcus, keep going. So what's next? Uh, I'm looking at the fender flares. It's a pretty interesting discovery there. Um, What else? Well, we're spending a lot of time. I... I can't stress how much time the engine and how, you know, intricate it is because it's all custom. Everything we're doing on this motor, you know, it's a Ford motor on the outside, but you have everything custom on the inside from the pistons, uh, you know, all the way down the way that we're blueprinting um, the motor, the way that we're putting it all together, the blower, 
I mean, there's a picture there of the blower. And the way that it's been presented over the years, the way it's been shown, it's all polished and shiny looking, which was a, you know, I think in the 80s and 90s, people did a lot of that, right? You take something, it's like I open up the hood and all this chrome and everything's polished. Looks good, right? But we're taking it back the way it was originally. So I worked with um, uh, Hampton. The original blower was a Hampton blower. And right. Don Hampton, the guy that started the company, he's 84 years old, and he's still around. He still does all this stuff. So That had to be to cool for them original... to see that again, you know? Don't uh, you know? What's that? I said it had to be cool for the, them to see that, that piece again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and the comment he made was that, you know, the original blower was a magnesium blower, and he stopped making those in about 1972. So what we did is we, we um, replicated and make it look like it's magnesium, right? Because we can't get an original magnesium one. And they also have a lot of issues with water, um, corrosion. It doesn't hold up very well. So we have an 871 blower that's going to go on there, which duplicates what was on there originally. So that'll give us a little bit more than um, than what was originally there, what we, the motor came with, and it's going to look period correct. So that's what we want. Yeah, looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, you're right. To have more of that kind of like raw finish look to it is going to be kind of cool and somehow simulate the the, the magnesium, but... Um, interesting that, uh, uh, it, it, it's great that Don Hampton is still around and even maybe recalls some of the story on, I don't know if he recalls the car itself, but certainly the blowers of that era that, that he was making it must be great too. Oh uh, yeah. You know, you don't get a lot of opportunities to, uh, to talk with guys like that and have them still be around, you know, the, the documentaries that we've done here, the Newman film and things like that, like, uh, <clears throat> that 24-hour war, that Ford versus Ferrari film, that wasn't the next film slated for us to do, but we needed to hurry up and do it so we can sit down with guys like Dan Gurney and stuff. And we were able to do it, and I think our film is one of the last interviews with, with you know, like on-camera interviews with, with Dan Gurney, and he, we were very fortunate to get that, and we had a good time with him, um, and he has since passed away. But uh, all the more reason to to get on some of these projects now, or at least start doing your research and reaching out to some of these guys and saying, you know, tell me about what's going on. Tell me about what you did back in the day. Get some of those stories yeah. out there and document them, because you won't be able to do that again. You know, so I I love what you guys are doing with this car. I love that you're putting everything up here on the website and blogging about it and talking about it. So um, uh, that's fantastic. Now, the engine is being built as well, right? That's already been sent out. And uh, uh, who's doing that? Duffy? Duffy Motorsports, I think you mentioned before. Yeah, Brian Duffy, he's a good friend. Um, the funny thing is we grew up in the same town back in Pennsylvania, um, we didn't know each other back then, but now we live, you know, pretty close to each other and I need to work, you know, number one, I need to have this locally. I got to go back and forth. You know, I need to look at things, talk to him, figure things out as we kind of put this puzzle together, but he's a detailed guy and I can't say enough about, you know, him spending the time and putting in the hours. And when I first told him, you know, Hey, I'd like you to work on this. I mean, he, I didn't have to explain to him what the car was. He already knew. And that's, that's the kind of relationship that, uh, you know, and the attention that I want to get when, when we're working on something like this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that. So the motor itself, um, and I put pictures on there as it's, as it's, I say, engines moving along. Um, you know, we're coming together. We're working out some of the issues that are still, out there, the uh, the fuel pump, how we're going to do that. Uh, we have a, a Hillborn injection system uh, that just came back. It's all polished the way it was originally, and that looks beautiful. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, and understanding the whole language going back to the blower and Don Hampton, it's, it's interesting. The way we do blowers in the U.S., I mean, there's, there's all kinds of superchargers and blowers, but on his website it says, in real short, we don't make blowers for foreign-made cars. That's it. <laughs> which is, 
an interesting comment. You know, it's kind of an old school comment, but you know, where else in the world do you see a car culture where you have blowers sticking out of the hood like that and <laughs> making that kind of a statement? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. I guess if I, when I think of those type of superchargers, though, I always think of, uh, of Mad Max and I would say that, uh, Australia, New Zealand, maybe they have them over there. Maybe that's a more of a a, a common yeah, it thing. Could, it, I mean, it could be right. I, and the thing that we don't, you know, I went through all the research. You learn all these things, right? These these originally, this whole technology came from diesel trucks, from Chevy diesel uh, trucks that had these, and then some. Uh, some drag racers decided, hey, we could try to do this because the whole concept, right, the whole idea with supercharger, blower, why do you have it on there? It's only for one reason. The more air or the more fuel you get into a motor, the better it's going to run, right? So the whole idea with the blower is typical numbers is you're doubling the horsepower. If it's set up right, you're going to double the horsepower, as long as the engine's built right, the fuel is, you know, you have a good fuel supply, one of these root-style blowers, you know, that runs off the pulley is going to double the horsepower. And, um, you know, it's also going to, you're going to lose a lot of horsepower as well from that pulley system that's on the front. But I think the magic question that you're going to ask, everybody else asks is, well, what's the final horsepower? What's it going to be like? So... Right now, we're probably, we'll safely say that it's going to be at least 850, and uh, we could probably do some some tricks to that to get it up closer, you know, to 1,000, but at least 850, we're, that's a comfortable number. That's a lot. Do. That's an you know, insane those, amount. Those numbers have been, have been questioned throughout the years. Anywhere from 800 to 1,200 horsepower have been stated through many publications about that car. So, yeah, that's interesting to find out the the number we're shooting for. So yeah. is, and that, uh, you know, we're just taking that basic number again, that, that formula saying, you know, if this is a standard boss 429 and we double it. Look, that's, that's a safe number. And from there, you know, the sky's the limit with the things that we do. Yeah. Now are we, are we limited on some of the older technology? Like, uh, you know, the supercharger itself is, is an older d- design or is it modernized internally? Um, and the uh, the injection system, it, you know, I, I assume it's maybe some sort of mechanical injection. Uh, uh, you, you know, I, I, I doubt you're running, a, you know, a MoTeC fuel injection system on it. You know, it, I don't think it's <laughs> anything like that at all where you have a little bit more or a lot more uh, programmability to it. So you're going to be limited to, you know, knocking and, 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 and compression and, and, and things of that nature, right? Well, we want to eliminate all that. You know, the, the, my goal with that, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing, is we want it to be, however you want to say it, dependable, right? Mm-hmm. I know Bill isn't going to go to the supermarket to, with the car. I understand that. And Bill promises he's not going to do that, right? Yeah. But Hell <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it might but go to the batting cages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to go shopping with it, but, you know, you know, I can see well, a hey, gauge. Want to go to no, the batting cages? But, Let's take the law, man. segueing into what we're going to do yeah. with it, which is, you know, we're going to share it with the people, just like you told the story about Gurney and getting him on the show, uh, you know, before the, mm-hmm. you know, um, unfortunate uh, act of nature, he passes. You know, there are a lot, number of people out there that are right on that line that need to see this car. And, and there, there is obviously a time limit, you know, on everyone. So uh, we're not pushing to get this car done for any time limit. Uh, only, the only caveat is we want the car done properly. And whatever time it takes, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But when it's done, you know, it's not just going to sit. It's, it's going to be seen by so, people who need to see it. Marcus, is there any modernization of the car to make it a little more reliable or a little more, you know, roadworthy or something like that? Well, if we're um, if we're talking about the motor, it, let me go back and just say one thing because it's 
what's interesting to me is how things live on the internet. And there's been several people that have stopped by the shop or I've talked to, and they mentioned this video that Bill did. It's out there on the internet. It shows somebody squirting, um, I don't know, starter fluid or something, you know, into the intake to get the car started. And that to me, I don't want that anymore to be an issue. It's like the starting of this car is going to be set up. So you sit in the car and you're able to hit a couple switches and the car is going to start as much as a normal car as possible. Sure. So, you know, Oceana air show. That was the first time we cranked that thing. It was in the, uh, we had the car stationed, uh, where the, where they test the jet engines up at the Oceana Hmm. in Norfolk. That's, and, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the guy who was. Uh, I can't remember his name. Dang it. Anyway, yeah, that was literally the first time we drove that car. First time I cranked it. Wow. Okay, yeah. so so we're gonna take so, some steps to to fix that. Maybe it needs who knows what. I'm not I'm not sure what it's gonna need to to make that happen. But um, seems like we have the parts and the technology today to make it happen and still keep that car as, as, as close as look, I mean, people say this all the time. They're like, especially when we do the race cars over here, they're like, it's not a restoration. It's a rebuild because you're putting Brembo brakes and all this stuff. We're like, well, first of all, in the racing cars, we, we plan on driving them. We want to race them. The ones that we have here. So we need to put some modern stuff to them. We try to keep the car, as original as possible, a lot of the body panels and Newman's name and stuff like that. But you got to get it out there. It's got to be safe. It's got to be reliable and you want to race it. So, yeah, there's a lot of restoration and there's a lot of like rebuilding some existing parts because of fragile metal or cracks or whatever. And you got to do stuff like that. So you guys are putting so much time and effort into this car. It would be a shame if at the end of the day you said, yeah, but it's just too much of a task to get it fired up and bring it over to Camp Pendleton. You know, like it's yeah, got to be trailered. And a it's chance. a whole thing, that's, that's you know. That's not our goal. But our but our goal, uh, our goal, it, it was to properly pay homage to this vehicle. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it right the first time and keep it original but keep in mind that it needs to be able to sit and idle. And every once in a while, when I go to uh, a, a base, um, I'll be able to take a CO down the tarmac. Yeah, That's what we're asking of the car. So with that limited amount of use, we're not going to need by any stretch of imagination to add modern technology or repurpose original parts um, you know, that, that's my impression. Am I correct? Yeah. Marcus. Right. No, you're correct. And, and, uh, you know, going back to, to Matt's question and to answer both of you is that the tolerances, the way we're able to build a motor today, you know, when just the, you know, the simple concept of balancing and blueprinting an engine, you just couldn't do 50 years ago what you can do today. And, yeah. Being able to get that, just that, will make it more dependable. Will have you know better um, oil pressure. You know, an example of that is the crankshaft. We're reusing the original crankshaft. We had to send it to Colorado to a place called Mile High Crankshaft. The snout had to be uh, rewelded and ground, uh, reground the mains. And one of the things that they did years ago and you know, maybe Matt or, you know, the guys that work on some of this Newman stuff, I don't know, is that, you know, they typically had grooves in the mains that they would put in there because the idea was this is better for oiling, but today you don't do that. You know, it's right. it's actually counterintuitive. It's like, so we weld that up, we clean that up, and that will help, you know, simple thing like that is going to help us with oil pressure and keep this thing dependable. Yeah, so there are a number of things like that that can be done and will be done and are being done that will keep that will lend to its reliability just based upon original design and what we can do with it with modern technology. Yeah, certainly even just yeah. think about coatings like piston coatings and bearings and things like that we we can do for 
you know, um, inside the engine on on original parts. So there's definitely some things uh, uh, for sure that can be done. I'm excited about it, guys. Um, uh, Marcus, I appreciate you calling in, giving us the update. Uh, We're pretty much uh, running out of time here. before uh, before we wrap up, I'll tell you guys again about Dodge. If you join the Brotherhood of Muscle and give winter the cold shoulder with Dodge's all-wheel drive vehicles, you can joyride like it's summer in the dead of winter. Visit your local Dodge dealer now for great deals at the Dodge Big Finish sales event. All right, Marcus, thank you so much. Uh, Bill, thank you so much. I was glad we got the update here. I, like you said, Bill, things have been uh, so busy that um, – uh, you know, you get updates on your own cars right here on CarCast. <laughs> hey, man, why not? Why not? Marcus, thank you very much. As always, appreciate your work, appreciate your dedication to the cause. Uh, Marcus, please tell everybody about your website right now, yeah. social media. Yeah, well. the website, I mean, I have angelrestorations.com, and then we have the lawmanmustang.com, and I'm pretty active and enjoy the world of Instagram. Uh, as well. So that's probably my three main outlets right now. All right, guys. Thank Beautiful. you so well, much. We need, we need to plan a trip, boys, to go out to Bondurant, mm-hmm. show some demon love, and then show some love to, to Marcus over there and check out oh, the lawman. Hey, so got to put that on the One last thing, book. I got an open house on January 19th. You guys are getting, I'm sending out invites, you'll see it, but that's during Barrett-Jackson. So people, that they want to see the car, they can... Uh, it's an invite thing. They could come out and see the car at the shop. So oh, yeah. That's good. I, I, I think I'll be out there for that Bear Jackson weekend, so I'll, I'll definitely make a, a trip to come see you guys. That would be fantastic. Um, all right, guys. Uh, the guys are lining up, taking over the studio for us. Um, of course, check us out at carcastshow.com and on uh, and on iTunes. Give us a nice little review, a little rating. We'd love that. And uh, you can follow me at Motorator on all of our social media. You can follow Goldberg at Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter at Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. And, guys, thank you so much. And until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Hello, ho, go. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.